What's up, fam? Welcome back to That's the Angle. And in this interview, I sit down with Tanmi. He is the founder of Roots Gear Clothing. He's also a uh, good friend of mine. We've been friends for a couple years now, and he's one of the first brands I ever worked with as a photographer. And so we stayed friends ever since. However, uh, this podcast, we actually talk more uh, personal with Tom than about his his uh, his company Roots Gear, which you can you can always check them out. Uh, we did a really short interview like a year or two ago. Uh, at his warehouse so if you're interested in that aspect you can always check that out on the youtube channel uh just scroll really far back but in this one we we start talking about him and how he's been dealing with how he dealt with depression you know becoming a better self his divorce which was really cool that he opened up about that um and we even talked about that entrepreneur stigma where sometimes you just kind of want to get a job right there's nothing wrong with that and still running a business and so we kind of hashed that out is it good is it bad you can decide. But anyways, guys, I hope you enjoy the interview. And please, so show some love uh, on the podcast. If you're on iTunes or anywhere, give it a rating or a good review. That'd mean a lot. Or if you're interested in any more content from That's the Angle, you can go to the YouTube and there's a lot of content for photography, some vlogs, and just other random stuff that ends up coming out of there. Anyways, guys, I'm done talking. Enjoy. I think you'd be surprised. Like, I think you'd be surprised how like long people like things. I f- I found that three hours is way too long. Yeah, like like three hours unless <laughs> Who it's like a really is good guest. Listening to something for three hours, you would be surprised, dude. Really? I have I've listened to podcasts that were good for three hours. Three hours. Yeah, like I, all in one shot, not like different. No, episodes. yeah, definitely not in one shot, but like okay, like yeah. one car right there, a car yeah, right yeah, back, yeah. and then like. 10 minutes later or something okay like there's been like there's been times where i listened in the car yeah watched at home then finished it when i was like driving yeah, somewhere else yeah. i've started hour-long episodes that i've had to start and then like the next day try to continue and then maybe the next day i'll finish like two three days but i'm like that's so annoying like i just want to be done with this thing mm-hmm. like just finish up wrap it up so for us we just like we're like okay 20 30 minutes 30 minutes 40 minutes max like you're done like we've covered everything <sighs> and we just stay consistent like every wednesday drop an episode you know keep what's the name keep, of your podcast it's called yet another podcast oh god <laughs> and there's multiples we've gotten to that point where everyone's hitting like the ironic names yeah. oh god <laughs> that's the funny part is when we came up with a name my buddy thought that nobody else had this name but then when we launched, we we're like, yo, fuck, like seven other people have the same exact thing. Dude, you can still change it. But then it. I was like, that makes it even more ironic. It's yet <laughs> another podcast. So which podcast is it? It's uh, the yet another podcast number three. <laughs> That's basically it. I never noticed that tattoo you had. The camera was sick. Oh, thanks, man. Well, here, let, that. let me do the intro quick. Uh, yeah, dude, that's like a couple years ago. But oh, anyways, I was explaining. What's up, guys? Welcome back to That's the Angle. And as you can see, we're doing it out of my room. This is a this is a first, but I would not ask a normal guest to come to my room <laughs> and record. Um, I am here with Tanmi. He is a super cool friend and also the guy behind Roots Gear Clothing. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. happy to be here yeah. in this very intimate space. It's very intimate. It's very cool. I've smashed so many times in the bed <laughs> right behind me. <laughs> but hey, man, cheers, dude. I'm cheers so happy, dude. Dude, yeah, you actually want to know, like. We we've we've been friends for like two or three years now. We mm-hmm. want to know how this podcast came to be. It's it's crazy. How? So I do this monthly um, business social media like meeting with this realtor. He's like this really cool guy. Okay. And he's a realtor, but he's like also in the social space. So he makes like really funny videos. So we'll go yeah. and we'll talk and we'll talk shop. Yeah. Then he was telling me about ways 
of which he's just been doing things. And he was like, yo, I've been doing this thing where I try to call someone every day who I, oh. who I haven't talked to in forever. Oh, and so after that happened, cool. and so after that happened, you were the first person I thought about. I was like, who haven't I talked to that I've been oh, friends yeah, with? And I was like, dude, that's I'm why I got that call at the random. Yeah. Moment. I was like, I was like, dude, I was like, I haven't talked to Tom in so yeah, yeah. long. And I was like, yeah. I was like, I wonder what the hell he's been up to. So I called yeah. you right after that meeting and we talked and we had like an amazing conversation. Yeah. And so I was like, bro, just come on the podcast. Why not? I think we had done one before. I think it was last year. Uh, at Rootscare, but that was more so like your audience getting to know me a little bit better. We talked a little bit of shop, but like it's been a while. A lot of shit has changed. There's yeah. so much new shit now. Like every day I feel like I learn some new shit or I discover some new shit and I'm like, fuck, like I want to share this with other creatives mm-hmm. or I want to share this with the other entrepreneurs because, you know, what's the point of keeping that shit to yourself? Like, it's not like I'm going to fucking become some billionaire. What kind of shit are you talking about? So let's see what's new. Well, the latest biggest thing that I've been sort of, uh, got my claws on, as you could say, is, uh, text marketing. Oh yeah. We talked about that a little. Yeah. The text marketing. Text marketing is fucking becoming huge. It's going to, I feel like it's going to be the next big thing. A lot of big brands and big stores are already doing it. So like, you know, Macy's, H&M, Forever 21, like all these big companies are already doing it. They'll be like, hey, when you're checking out at the store, they'll be like, hey, do you want to do you want to give us your phone number? And you'll be like, yeah, yeah you're, sure. You're like, and then mm. next thing you know, it's like Forever 21 is sending you a, a deal on Monday morning to Dude. shop. Right. But that but that's so scary because our phones are like the last frontier we have of like privacy. Yep. And it's 100%. but and it's like the most intimate one we have. Yes and no. Technically everything on your phone is already somebody's data. Like somebody's already True. got access True. to everything on your phone already. True. Think about it. All your Facebook, all your Instagram, all your email shit, all of it's on your phone. So they already have all this information. The last frontier is text messaging though. Because like oh. that's a very sacred private space, right? Like that's yeah, where, it, that's where only your friends exist. You sleep next to it. You you don't even give strangers your phone number. Like exactly right. Uh, even now, <laughs> I feel like now, even like in the dating scene, you're more likely to exchange Instagrams than you are to exchange phone numbers. Dude, I was thinking about the day when I when I meet a new girl like out or random, even on like Tinder, yeah. I don't even go for the the phone number. Phone number yeah. I'm just like it. it it's like, uh, here's the Instagram yeah. or here's any other thing. The yeah. last thing you do is the phone, phone number. number. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And so like now there's this move, like this big move from the retail space to move into that last frontier, to break down that wall and get into fucking people's. But what's so good text. about it? Like from, from that retail angle that you guys are looking at, like what is so nice about it? It's, it's got the most success rate right now. So like it used to be, you know, traditionally emails were like pretty successful. Like you got an email from Forever 21, H&M or Staple or whatever. Dude, if you were doing emails in early 2000s, you were opening up every goddamn email. Exactly. Right. But emails kind of got saturated. And now people like especially millennials, Generation Z, Generation Z kids, I feel like don't have email like. I don't even know if they have one. What is technically Generation <laughs> Z? I don't... Because Generation X is everyone who's like in their teens and early 20s right now, right? No, 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 no. Uh, we're millennials. So millennials is anybody that's born before, I think it's like 1992 or three, something mm-hmm. like that. So anybody before that 
until the till the early 80s or something like that. And then then Generation X is before that. So Generation X is your parents. You're a millennial. And then say you had a kid today, that would be Generation Z. Or anybody that's in high school right now is Generation Z. Anybody that's in middle school right now, elementary uh, school. Oh, so high school, middle school is Generation Z right yes, now. Yes, yeah. Okay, okay. Maybe even college. I'm not sure entirely. Like probably like freshman, sophomore. I don't know. There's like big debates about it. But anyway, those kids, I don't even know if they have emails. They might have like one account. When I was growing up, having a fucking email account was like cool thing. So I had like four. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, I've got my personal, I've got my business, I've got my, my business's business. Yeah, my account. aim, my spam. <laughs> I've got all these different email accounts, right? Now I feel like kids will have email accounts and they probably have like four or five thousand unread messages. They just don't care to check. They're like, Oh, if somebody needs me, they'll text me. Dude, yeah, everyone's got the spam email. Then you've got like your real email. Then you've got yeah. your business email. <laughs> the spam email. Everyone's the got the email this. you use for Pornhub, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're signed up for Pornhub? No. Oh damn! I'm about to say. I, I don't know anyone signed up for that shit. <laughs> Why well, pay for that shit? That's fucked. That's what I'm wondering. I'm like, I'm like, damn! I watch cool videos. I'm good. I don't need to watch the yeah, whole like no. like thirty extra minutes. <laughs> I don't need a library of that shit. I'm you know, right. I don't get it. Um, but yeah, so emails are just got have gotten so saturated like the click through rates the open rates are fairly low. yeah it, it's 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 only for business now it's yeah like, exactly like it's literally only for business and things that are like very important but it's also for a demographic like True. if you're trying to hit anybody that's 21 and over you're gonna hit them an email they'll open it like you know because kids my age like in their 30s and stuff there's we're still opening emails we kind of know like okay this is a marketing email marketing email like yeah i'm i'm the way email works is basically I'm going to take forever 21's example, right? They probably email me every day, if not maybe twice a day. Yeah. Those big companies, they have so many systems set up. So they much shit. One or yeah. two times a they day. They know I shop there. And so they know that I, I am a, I'm a good customer. So they're going to target me more than probably somebody that's never shopped there before. And, um, they know that if they just keep showing up in my inbox, eventually there's going to be a day where I'm like, I feel like shopping today. I want to treat myself Let me hit today. that 20% code. Let me fucking open this email. I may not open it seven days, like, you know, 28 days out of the month, but that one day a month, I'll probably open that shit and be like, so, it's payday, bitch. Time to treat myself. <laughs> so I'll be like, all right, let's I, see. I got like got. a 50% off gift card in my email. Like exactly. I randomly checked. <laughs> so, so you, so you're trying to get into the email, the, the texting. So you could be like, yo, what's up? We're doing this. Like, here's a sale. Just, so, just more marketing. Basically. Yeah. So the text thing is like, it's even more personal. It's like, it's less saturated. There's barely any companies or brands or businesses in people's text inboxes. Well, yeah. It's going to be scary when freaking so, Forever 21 is in your text inbox. Exactly. They kind of already are. If you've kind of given them permission to be, um, but they're not allowed to be if you have not given. So there's like big compliance issues that are happening yeah. at like the federal level. Um, there's like a lot of weird stipulations and things when it comes to your privacy of your cell phone and yeah. your email. Yeah, 100%. Because like it's your phone number and so there's like more privacy somehow associated with it. So I kind of dealt with that. When I first signed up, we had this app that I found on Shopify. There's a partner app. Mm -hmm. I was like, cool, let me download this app cool, let me add some money, add credits to send out text messages. They let me import contacts. So I straight up like 
connected my MailChimp account. <laughs> and just my, said, my just MailChimp has like 30,000 plus emails. <sighs> so I was like, let me see how many phone numbers show up when I hit import. And it was like almost 5,000. Damn. I was like 5,000 like phone numbers that I can text right now. So have you started texting? So I sent out the first few text messages and basically uh, they said, hey, welcome to the Roots Gear text list. We're running a clearance sale right now. Click this link to get up to 50% off. If you want to unsubscribe, text back stop 9283, whatever the fuck it is. And so I have to put that in <laughs> yeah. almost every text message because because they didn't consciously come to my site and say, hey, send me text marketing. I have to put this in every text message so that. So, ha so have you seen the open rates on that? Yeah. What was it looking like? <laughs> Crazy, dude. Really? So like if the open rates on emails, my, my average on my emails is like 12%. Yeah. I'm seeing like 65, 70% wow. open rates. Think about it. Nobody dude. leaves. I know, a but text it, message unread. I know, but dude, it, it just and that open rate is not out, is not higher because I think when I imported, I imported some landline numbers. God knows, because oh, I've yeah, had yeah. this list for fifteen years. Yeah. So somebody fifteen years ago must have put their home phone number. Um. But yeah, the I think the rates are going to be really high. But the other things, this is just advice for people that are gonna if you're gonna follow this, you know, strategy or whatever. Um, you're going to see an initial big drop in unsubscribers because yeah, people these are, are all unsolicited. Yeah, yeah, it's so, very unsolicited. Yeah. It, it's, 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 just, it's just borderline scary, but I don't remember what movie is, but there's a movie where like the person has like a visual HUD yeah. And in that HUD, they see marketing everywhere in their vision. They have like, they're like, they're like a hybrid what? sort of, <laughs> but then they have like this random app where they can like turn it off and turn off all the marketing. And just makes me think about like, Whoa, what like, movie is that? I'm trying to think what movie it was. That's fucking cool. It blew my mind because I was like, that's, yeah. that's the future right there when people are in our vision. I remember watching, have you ever seen Idiocracy? It's like a yeah. very low budget, underrated movie. That's a great But you remember movie. that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was fucking advertising literally everywhere. You couldn't like go to a place where there wasn't any ad. People were wearing it. You know, everyone was fucking endorsed by brands and shit. It was crazy. Dude, I saw a video the other day where this guy found this girl on the street and he gave her like $5,000 to get his brand's company's logo tattooed on her forehead. What? And she fucking did it. 5,000 grand. Five thousand dollars or five thousand dollars. It was five grand. It was in, it was in like <laughs> it was stupid. in like a weird European country, like like yeah, yeah. Czech or Poland or yeah. something like that. Oh, okay, but like okay. she did it, and it was just boom, and just made me think what like the fuck. That's idiocracy right there. Like that's the you, future. Could you imagine like, some company was like, "Yo, I'll give you five hundred dollars a month to tattoo my brand on your arm, and you have to wear short sleeves." Fuck that. <laughs> How do you enforce that? How do you? <laughs> How do you monitor that? <laughs> I don't know, man. But that's so, it's just that's insane. But texting, I don't know. It just I don't it just see. Feels, uh, you know, honestly, there's no telling with this world. Like, can that is that possible? Probably. Mm. In the future, like, I think between texting and the fact that when we talk about things, it shows up on advertising on our phones. One hundred fucking percent. You know, I feel like it's one hundred percent. It does. These mics are on. I one of my friends, she's pregnant right now. She came to my house. We were talking. And somebody mentioned diapers. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, blah, 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 diapers. 
I kid you fucking not. Like the next day I was on my phone. I forget if I was on Instagram, Facebook, Google, whatever. I saw a fucking ad for diapers and I was like, Bro, it happens faster than that. I, I bet you it's I can get on my phone right now and we're gonna we're gonna see a Forever 21 ad. Like Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> it's that instantaneous. It's, in, it's insane, man. It's crazy. We live in this world where like <clears throat> But dude, um, how have things been with Roots Gear? Like I haven't been to the HQ in a while. I honestly haven't like it sucks they don't pop up in my feet as much. So like I, I, I really don't know. It's been like a year or two. How how are things going on that front? Things have been good and bad, shaky, but good. Overall, decent. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you were there when we did the open house last year. Remember you came through? Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, last August now. It's about to be a year, actually. It's like wow. 10 months now. That feels like longer than that, dude. Yeah, it feels like it was just yesterday for me. But, really? But it feels like, but it was... Like it it feels like it was like two years ago. Really? Right? Yeah. It was so long ago. That's crazy. So we moved into that space October 2017. I spent like almost a year renovating it, putting the whole fucking... I showed you before and after pictures, remember? Yeah, like When nuts. I walked in, this shit was nothing. Like it was a blank canvas and it looked like shit. We went in and we fucking renovated the whole space. I think in one of your videos I showed you like you know, you you gave the tour and I did the cool you, like, montage and everything. everything. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then we had the open house because I was like, I want to celebrate, you know, basically the opening of this space. And now I feel like it's finally ready for people to see. Uh, so we did that, and very unfortunately, like literally the day, literally the day after, uh, my wife and I broke up. We split up. She just fucking packed up and left. And so that kind of just like I was at the top of my game. Like I felt like I was on top of the Dude, fucking world. That, had, that was the high right there, man. Yeah, it's like, I had left my job in 2016. So this was like two years after I had been building up Roots Gear. We were growing at like 60% every year. I had moved into this huge warehouse, renovated the shit out of it, made it ready. People that came that day, we had like almost 300 people come to the open house that day. Yeah, she was packed. We did like almost five grand in sales that day. Like that was fucking awesome. When have I ever done five grand in one day at my warehouse? Yeah, let alone have to, the fact that you could facilitate a warehouse was insane. Like I don't know any other brands on that level. Yeah, and there were so many like cool influencers and shit there. Like it was awesome. And then literally the day after she was like, I'm leaving. And I was like, whoa. So my world literally was turned upside down. Like everything felt like it came crumbling down. I think I remember talking to you on the last podcast we did that I had started experiencing depression early in like late 2017, early 2018, because I had left my job. I had started working on Roots Gear day and night. Like I was just working 15, 16 hour days and I just couldn't turn it off. Like it was. But that's, yeah, that's the life. That's it's the like. Life. You fuck, at some point you burn out, right? Like yeah. When you first start and you're trying to build something. Here's the thing I feel like, and you can relate to this. When we start building something, we build something that doesn't have a cap. You know, it's, we don't say to ourselves, when I get to this point, I'll be like, "Mm, I'm happy now. Yeah, I'm good. It'll run. (laughs) What we're trying to build basically seems like it'll never have an ending point. Like there's no point where we're like, I'm successful now. There's no number that does that for us. There's no major accomplishment that does that for us. There's no partnership. There's no... Yeah, it always feels like you're always climbing up a ladder. Like, you know, it never feels like you're at the top of the mountain. Exactly, right? And 
So when and every time you set a milestone, when you get to it, you're like, fuck that. That was nothing. What's my next milestone? Yeah. Like, you're always looking. You've forgotten that that was a milestone. You don't stop to think and appreciate what you've built so far. You're just constantly chasing. You're like chasing, chasing, chasing. And so that leads to a lot of mental health issues. Like, you know, we kind well, of... I don't think... <laughs> I don't think people see the other side of that. Like they see the brand facing the public. They see the open house. They see you doing all the partnerships and collabs. They don't see you, us, anyone who's doing one thing. They don't see you in your room alone from the morning till eight o'clock at night, like back hurting because you've been sitting all day. They don't see that shit. They don't don't see that that day when you literally didn't get shit done all day and you feel like a giant piece of shit. Yeah. You know, and then, and, and it's hard to, to distinguish when should you just relax because you feel like if by relaxing, when you're relaxing, you feel like a piece of shit. Like you, you feel, feel like, guilty. You feel guilty. Like, well, yeah. And when you spend your time with someone that's not hundred percent productive, you feel like you're wasting your time. Yep. Yeah. And so that's what people don't see. And you feel massively misunderstood and mm-hmm. you feel massively alone because you're like, nobody gets it. I'm working towards fucking building an empire. Mm-hmm. Why aren't people seeing this? Why aren't people helping me out? You know, like... Like, right? Like, you think, like, someone's going to be like, yeah, hey, do you want a partner? That never happens. It never happens. Right. And so there's a there's an ugly side. There's a not so... Was that why you guys broke up, if you don't mind me asking? No. What? Okay. Um, well, there were a lot of different reasons, but okay. I don't think that was it. I don't think that was one. She had always been very supportive. She was the one that told me to quit my job. She said... Oh, wow. She was like, hey, if you're not going to do it now, then when? Um, and so could I have spent less time working on building this thing and more time working on my relationship? Absolutely. That's hindsight. You know what I mean? But she didn't pinpoint to one thing. And there was mm-hmm. just, she basically said there was like so many different reasons that we just weren't getting along. There's always like a real under underlying reason. Yeah. So, Can I ask, was it arranged at all? Because no, I, okay, no, sorry, we, I don't no, know. Your, we I'm were sorry, madly I, in love. That's me being ignorant. No, no, no. We were madly in love. Uh, we met because of Roots Gear. Wow. In 2010, uh, I was out selling T-shirts in California, and she was buying, and we kind of met. We dated very shortly. We only date. I think I must have only seen her in person, gone on maybe five dates total. Before you knew. Before we. Before I was like, yeah, but then. Her parents were kind of like, hey, buddy, you can't keep coming to California, staying at our crib, dating our daughter, going around town, prancing around and shit, unless something's official. They're very like traditional, very oh, like proper. Okay. So I'm me being 24, 25, madly in love. I'm like being the rebellious kind. I'm like, fuck yeah, let's do it. Let's get engaged. Like, okay, that's what you want. I got you. I was madly in love. And I thought, this is the next step in life. Like I had seen a lot of my buddies get married early in their mid twenties and be so happy, start big families with lots of kids and stuff. I was like, I want that. Like, that's nice. Um, And then we got engaged like this. Like I think we started dating October, 2011 and not even a year later, like August, 2012, we were engaged. And then, then we thought, Oh, we're going to have a really long engagement. Like we'll get, stay engaged for like two, three years to we figure each other out, blah, blah, blah. Then we'll get married. Boom. Before we knew it, not even a year later, May, 2013, we were married. Wow. Yeah. Everything just happened so fast and so blindly in love that nobody stopped to think like, Hey, 
are we right for each other? Should we like maybe mm. live with each other for a little bit? I mean, that's not a thing that happens in Indian culture. You can't just go living with somebody yeah. you're dating. Living yeah, living I mean, with someone is such an intimate experience. Yeah. You know, like all those moments when you just dick off and you don't want anyone to bother you, yeah. that person's there. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> like all those yeah. times where you just want to be a piece of shit, that yeah. person's there. It's, it's like, there watching you be a piece of shit and possibly judging you, you know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, so that's sort of... It crushed me, dude. Like I can I, imagine, man. I had never been shattered or broken into that many pieces ever before in my life. Dude, I can only imagine. Uh, we were married for like five years and uh, it killed me. It just wow. uh, sucked that I had already kind of been experiencing depression. Now that shit was like phew, fucking rocket level. Like that shit was through the roof. So yeah, I can uh, imagine it's like, that was the one person on your side yeah. that you thought you knew that, that you thought, and then <clears throat> that was the one constant. Yeah. You know, and, like, and, and then the next day it's like, boom, drops a fucking bomb on your yeah. world. And it just makes me think how you never know someone 100%. You like, don't. like, I don't like even your parents don't know you 100%. You know, you no, will never they, know nobody anyone. Ever know, no. You'll never, no you'll marriage, never, no relationship. Nobody knows anybody a hundred percent. You know, no like way. you wouldn't have guessed all those feelings that were like yeah. inside of someone. Yeah. I like, I want to say I was blindsided, but I don't think I was like, when I kind of saw it. it. I think I saw it coming, but I'm such a passive person. I literally would have never had the guts to do it myself. Uh, I literally would have probably spent a lifetime, you know, sticking it out because I'm so past. Like if I go to a fucking drive through and they give me the wrong order, you know what I fucking do? I fucking eat it, bro. <laughs> I fucking eat it. Like I ordered a McDouble. They gave me a fish fillet. I'm like, fuck it. I'll try something new. Like I just don't have the guts. I don't have the balls to be like, hey, my order's wrong. Fix it, like yeah, it's or just, even politely. Hey, my you know yourself, and you're you're not that person. You're just like, yeah, okay, that's fine. Like, 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 you know what? I'm probably having a bad day. They made a mistake. What's the big deal? Whatever. I'll fucking eat it. <laughs> so, in a way, I wanna I wanna think that you know she did us both a favor and did did the right thing. But you know, it's just there's so many feelings attached to it. To be able to try and pinpoint yeah. to one is so hard. But yeah, so that took me into this very deep depression. And plus, like when you're an entrepreneur and you have your own business, you work for yourself, you know this. The biggest struggle is structure. If you structure don't structure is yes, please. Yeah. Keep going. If you don't build structure for yourself, you're fucked. Mm-hmm. Because there'll be days when you don't do shit at all. You just fucking play video games, smoke up and chill. And then there'll be days where you work your bones off from and you feel eight really in the morning good. to four in the morning. It's such a yin and yang. It's never in the middle. It's never in the middle. Unless There's no you like, have that structure. I'm going to go to work at 10. I'm going to be done at six. Whether I get it done by six or not, doesn't matter. I'm going home. That doesn't exist. And if it doesn't exist, it sets yourself, you set yourself up for disaster. A buddy of mine in England, he's very good at this. Like he started a brand. He's like amazing at it. He's like, bro, I'm going to sleep. I was like, shit, okay. The, the, I've never heard another entrepreneur the, say that to me. The structure is such an unspoken thing about entrepreneurship and trying to do your own thing. Yeah. I don't think anyone talks about. Yeah. And it's something that I've always battled myself yeah. is like the structure. Of, How do you do that? What What is your day-to-day like? Like, do you... I'm trash at it, dude. I'm so trash yeah. at it. Like, I'm, I am I'm so... I'm bad tr- at it too. I'm, I'm so bad at it. Like, yeah. sometimes I wish I 
had someone else structure my day. Yeah. You know, I wish I had someone else like, like, okay, Bruce, you're going to wake up at this time yeah. and then you're going to do this from this time, this time. Yeah. And th- I've been reading a lot of like books recently. Yeah. About something I don't do. Dude, it's, it's, it's just, I don't know why, but now that I'm out here on my own, not yeah. living at home, it's like this other pressure yeah. and stuff. But I've been reading a lot of books about this same thing. And one of the big things they talk about is, there should be a day of your week where you, that you set aside, where you set aside a couple hours that week, like a Friday or I don't yeah, know, whatever, yeah. and you plan out your week. You structure, mm. you structure your day. So yeah. you say, okay, Monday, I'm going to spend this time, this time, this time. Yeah. And and they're saying that like that's the most successful way to organize your time, and and, and for yeah. a man to organize his mind. And I was like, this is really interesting. I haven't done it because <laughs> I got no goddamn structure, but it's yeah. in my mind to you get, do. You got you got to do that, man. You just got to sit. I started doing it now a little bit, really, because of everything that happened. Um, so then because I went spiraling, uh, uh, there were so many nights where I was, you know, close to suicidal and then I just fucking weed, man. We, we got me through those nights. Like anybody that fucking argues medicinal marijuana will me will fucking suck a dick. Like (laughs) that shit works, man. Like, cause sometimes you literally just need something to numb the pain to get you through the night to disconnect a little bit. You just need to disconnect and not be so much in your head. Cause when you're depressed, you get so into your fucking head. Every little thing is just every thought, every feeling is just like poking you like needles. And so sometimes you just need something to like, you know, uh, separate yourself from your mind. Yeah. Um, so all of that happened somehow magically. I was able to maintain Roots Gear's growth. Wow. Like, knock on wood, 50% growth year after year maintained all the way into uh, just the past few months, basically. But also, you built, but even before that, you built such a strong brand identity and company 100%. that it would, maybe not, but it probably would have done it itself too, just because of all the work you yeah. put in ahead of time. That's all basically kudos mm-hmm. to the work that was put in prior, like because everything was automated. I had interns that were scheduling Hootsuite posts on Instagram. Wow. I had my email campaign templates set up. So when I did want to send out something, it wasn't so hard, um, you know, and I already had some partnerships that I had shook hands on and, kind of closed those deals. And so I knew they were going to happen and they kind of helped me out. So like, thankfully everything was it's like, like the it business was surviving. And, it's like the it business and personal life. Yeah. They didn't split. match. Yeah. <laughs> it's like my life was here and my business was still where, where it was, you know, back in 2018. Uh, but then it basically, because I didn't have any structure, like I would wake up at like noon, spend like four hours in the bathtub, everything between Crying, smoking, Instagramming. And Instagram does not and, help at all, by oh, the way. Oh, no, because you go there to find happiness. You're like, I'm going to find some sort of happiness on but this app. Then but then you're you, presented other people living their best life. Best lives. There's, it's their fucking highlight reel. Yep. And you're like, this motherfucker lives in the fucking, in the islands. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> you know? oh, wow, he's got girls, money, and vacation, and traveling. <laughs> yeah. And here I am. It's like, did this guy move to Rome? Because uh, <laughs> I see the last five pictures have been from Rome. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, they're from last year. <laughs> but like, yeah, it's, it's sad. Instagram doesn't. So there were a lot of days where I uninstalled the app and I was out. I was like, I don't need to go on Instagram for a couple of days. I think the longest I lasted was like three days. 
And after three days, I was like, hi, fine. I could go back in now. But like the first day you have withdrawals, you like, like legit on my phone. Like if that's the app, like that square. That's the most central part of your phone right there. Yeah, it's like right where your thumb lands. Exactly. Your that square was empty. After I uninstalled it, I left it empty. I would find myself opening my phone, tapping that empty space. Wow. Like I had legit withdrawals. When you think about it, Instagram is probably one of the few it's the only portal we have to everyone else now like no yeah, one's on yeah. facebook no one's yeah. on snapchat yeah maybe some people are on twitter but instagram's yeah. the only visual thing we have to connect yeah. with everything else once That's you so take true. that away what else do we have but now i feel so far apart and more, right i feel more alone than than before like i, I plan but, my events because yeah. sometimes i see it on instagram like yeah. it's 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 crazy how integrated it's become into our lives yeah so that was basically, you know, a lot of times I had to uninstall. Otherwise I was just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. And then motherfuckers have changed it where the scroll doesn't end. Remember the good old days back when Instagram was still early. At some point your feed stopped. It did? Yeah. This is wow. like early Instagram. Because you were only following like maybe 50, 100 people, whatever. And at some point the feed would just end. Be like, You've seen everything. <laughs> Dude, so, so so how long was it until you kind of started to feel like you were out of the funk or maybe you're not? Like how long did you, um, were you kind of in like that funk of like- For a while, for a while. It was probably like, I want to say six to eight months. Yeah, so maybe in the last two, three months, wow. I've started to feel like myself again. That's good, man. One of the, so a lot of things that worked was basically therapy. So I started going to therapy like once a week. That's good um, for you. I've kind of- Stop smoking weed now. I don't smoke it as I was smoking like every day, bro, for like a good few months. Now I'm just like, uh, like it slows me down so every once in a while. Maybe I feel that. Yeah. Um, gym, the gym, bro. Like shout out to my friends. Like they got me in the fucking gym. Like, Dude, isn't how crazy is it? How it affects so, your mental? Oh my god. You do look a little slimmer since last time I seen you too. Oh stop. <laughs> no, I'm not lying. Like, I I'm did deadlift four oh five last week. You but, fucking, are you serious? Yeah, dude. <laughs> god damn, we are a thick dude anyways. I'm not yeah, surprised. Like yeah. you, you're like a naturally For big dude. For my weight, that's not that's not a lot, but it's still good. That's still good, dude. What the hell? The fact that you're in there fucking putting in any work is good, but that fact yeah. deadlift four oh five, holy shit, bro. Yeah, dude. Four plates, four plate gang. Damn, I'm on a oh. three plate gang. Oh yeah, I've been there that's, for so long, dude. That's fucking good though. Yeah, but because what do you weigh? Like 180, 170? Uh, I weigh like one seventy now. Yeah, that's fucking awesome, dude. That's not bad. Yeah, it's different. But dude, but you <laughs> but anyway. you, you you made two good changes. Like I'm not gonna lie, I think less weed is always a good idea. Yeah, because it needs to be used sparingly. That's mm -hmm. like you know what I'm saying. I think there's a lot to be said. And I, I was listening to some of Joe Rogan's thoughts on this recently yeah. too, and he was saying that like. You need to be smart about how you use it. You really shouldn't be doing it every day. So smart about it. Like if you don't know what strains you're smoking, first of all, you're just, it's just a stupid pothead. Mm -hmm. Like I would study and learn which strains were good for me. There are certain strains that are good specifically for anxiety. There are certain strain strains that are really good for insomnia. So I suffered from a lot of like sleepless nights and just couldn't fall asleep. So I'd go get an indica strain and smoke that. And then I'd be, out like a light. Yeah. <laughs> like a light. That's a big like, fact. That's yeah. what I use at night. Um, so yeah, you have to be smart about it and you have to know when to stop too. You have to know, be like, okay, you know what? I don't need this every day now. Like yeah. I'm good mentally. I don't need to be numbing any more pain. I've kind of learned to, I've processed all my pain now. I've had all my hard realizations. I've had all my epiphanies. I've gotten all my closure. 
There's no point. It's, it's, it's like weed takes the edge off you. Yeah. Like, you know, if someone's like, yo, Bruce. Yeah. Why don't you walk into that restaurant and sell this guy on your photography services? Mm. And I, I, not high. Yeah. Fuck yeah, let's do it, bro. <laughs> yeah. Hit, hit a bit of weed. I know, uh, you know, maybe we do it tomorrow. I'll DM, I'll DM him on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it, it does yeah. change you. I know it's different for everyone, but yeah. But overall speaking, it does dull it, you it a alters, little bit. Alters your mind. Alters and your and I think emotions. there's times when it should be used. If you're watching a movie, hell yeah. Yeah. About to smash, hell yeah. If you're doing anything that doesn't yeah. that's not business related. Yeah. Hell yes. Yeah. But besides that, it's like you have to be smart about it. And yeah. then and then you added the gym, which yeah. which the benefits. You you can't understand unless yeah, you unless dude. you have done it for a consistent amount it? of time. Yeah, yeah. I started going back in like I think last November. Wow. And literally one of my one of my best friends texted me every day, bro. Fucking for a right whole there. week. He'd be like, Yo, I'm going to the gym. You wanna come? I'd be like, nah. I'm, I'm depressed. Yeah, I'm sad. I'm like, fuck that. Nah. Next day, yo, I'm going to the gym. You trying to come? Nah. Damn. Next day, third day, he was like, Yo, I'm going to the gym. You should come. I'm like, Nah. And then that day I texted him. I said, yo, AP, I was like, please don't stop fucking texting me and asking me one of these days. I'll have the fucking guts to say yes. It's a real one right there. Dude, <coughs> real ass fucking friends, bro. On the seventh or eighth day when he texted me, I was like, yes, I'm on the fucking way. Dang, so was that your first time ever being in the gym? Or? Dude, I mean, I've been to the gym. Yeah. <laughs> but I've never like committed to the gym now mm. i try to get in there two three times a week and then proper weight training and stuff like that now i'm trying to get in a lot more cardio to just lose this big gut that'll help um i've gotten i've gotten stronger i've lost like weight and replaced it with muscle but i haven't lost my gut so now i'm kind of i'm like all right let me switch it up a little that's like the whole diet and cardio aspect which is just yeah. as important but yeah. the thing about the gym that's good for you is that it's the a feeling of tiny accomplishments that feels mm. really good. 100%. That's you why know, I like going at night. Like Even if you have a shitty day, if that's the last thing you do, you're like, I feel like I fucking accomplished something. You know, today. you pick it up, you do one more pull-up, you do this, you do that. Yeah. You're like, okay, I accomplished something today. Yeah. And it gets these chemicals going in your body that you're yeah. like, this feels good. Yeah. Like, this feels great. Like, Yeah, it's dopamine, right? Yeah. Dopamine. Is it dopamine or dopamine? Dopamine. Mean. Yeah. yeah, it's dopamine. Yeah. Don't mean, don't mean these dopes, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's that. It's, that. it's exactly that. And um, that's what Instagram gives you. Like the quick shots. Yeah, exactly. Anytime you get a comment or a like or a DM, you're like, quick little shot of dopamine. You know what's interesting so about that's that? That's what gets you hooked. The more, the, the more, a, the more actual busy you are, the less you actually look at your phone. Mm -hmm. Right? So, so like, like, true. like when you think about like, a good successful day, like, like the yeah. perfect day where like yeah. you just wake up and you're hustling, you're grinding. Like it's, yeah. it's, 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 it depends for everyone, but you look at your phone maybe twice. Yeah. Mostly you're just posting. You never consume. Yeah, it's yeah. always no. just yeah. outputting and it's never like a, yeah. it's never like a, mm, just, just mm, trolling because you, you don't yeah. have those times. You don't have time. that time. Yeah. So just a mixture of the gym when I needed it the most weed, um, therapy, and just having a really strong support system, like my yeah. friends and family, like literally fucking carried me on their backs through this time, constantly checking in on me every day. Like, hey, what are you doing? Are you okay? Where are you at? What'd you eat? When are you going to sleep? Or can oh. you fall asleep? What's going on? 
every day I had somebody checking on me. Like, wow. and they had their, so we're all like some, I have many different friend circles, but one of my friend circles, we're all in a group chat together. And these guys set up a second group chat and then include me. And that became like the sort of Thunmit's emergency squad. So like <laughs> if my brother noticed that I was acting weird or being low, he would send out messages in that group. And wow. somebody from that friend circle would contact me. I figured it out. I'm like, but that's all love. It's such love, that's dude. Like love. I'm so blessed to have so much like good support. There's so many people life. who yeah. go into these bad states of depression who don't yeah. have anything. Exactly. Even their own parents don't give a fuck. Yeah. Man. Because they don't know. They don't know. You know? And it took a while. It took a while for the people around me to understand how depression functions and how to deal with it and how to deal with somebody that's going through it, you know, like how to give them space when they need to, how to let them sort of engage in sort of self-destructive behaviors if they feel like that's what's going to help them in that moment. Like, you yeah. know, you just kind of have to navigate that. Uh, I wish I knew all that because my ex-wife, she was going through depression when we were married and because I had never been around anybody that had suffered depression, I had no fucking clue how to act. Like I tried my best with whatever tools I had, but I had no clue because I had no idea why or how or what she was going through. I had no idea how to help. I had no idea how to behave around. And also the pursuit of the the company, the entrepreneur lifestyle. You spend so much time doing that. Exactly. You know, and that's just... yeah. So yeah, anyway, uh, and then eventually on the advice of my my support system and my therapist and stuff, they were like, why don't you get back into the working field, get a job um, for a little while and uh, see if that helps because you'll have a reason to get out of the house in the morning, put some pants on, get to work, have a desk, do some, you know, accomplish some things on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah. And uh, so last, just two months ago in May, I uh, found this job, amazing company out in Bowie. Uh, they're a fundraising group. Found a job with them as a billing manager and kind of loved it, fell in love with it. They let me sort of... Uh, Do you have a degree? Yeah. Okay. I, was just, I, I yeah. don't know why I just crossed my mind. I was just curious. Business degree with the concentration in accounting and entrepreneurship. But dude, when we last spoke and you brought up the fact that you got a day job, that was powerful yeah. because you were the last person I would ever expect that to. But yeah. in my perspective, I, it's, it's one of those things that when you pursue this entrepreneur life yeah. that is like frowned down upon, like, Oh, how yeah. dare you enter this and then go back yeah. to that. It's like, it's like you have to be all in or out, but it's like, who said who? Who says what? Who says, says who? Who says what's right? And like, you have to determine that for yourself. This is your life. You have to fucking take control. And trust me, like, I've never said this on air, not even on social media. Like, so nobody knows this, but now your listeners will, or my listeners will. But for me, it was very disheartening and very sort of, I was so hesitant, bro. Like I, I didn't want to do it. Yeah. I was like, I was like, I was fucking living my dream to go. And I had promised myself that I would never go back to working for anybody else. This feels like such a big demotion. It feels like such a big slap to the face. And on top of that, I have this sort of public persona, this reputation in our yeah. Brown community, at least, where people see me as this success story. This like, yo, this dude started this business. He was doing it on the side. Now he's doing it full time. It's super successful. And I didn't want them to think, oh, shit, 
he went back to getting the job. Yeah, it's like you're letting down the public up. perception of yourself, so you're scared to do that. Yeah, it's like, will this hurt my brand? Like, will people start thinking that Rootscare is a failure because I've because now I'm spending less time on it? But I had to block all that noise out, and I knew that for my mental health, for my sakes, for me to continue living my life, this was necessary. I had to do this. That's a lot of like, self-awareness right there, too. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, now I'm basically, but I've done, I've been smart about it. Um, in the sense that I hired somebody. So now when I, now, even though I have less time to work on it, the time that I spend on it, I'm not doing orders. I'm not, I'm not doing inventory. Mm. I'm not shipping on packages. I'm not doing all that shit. I've hired somebody warehouse help. They're doing all of that for me. And see, that's the other side that people don't fail to see (laughs) is like, sure. Maybe you spend the morning till to midday doing that, right? Making some money that you can put back in the business. But now you're able to hire someone else to do the mundane shit you yeah. didn't like doing anyways. And you feel better yeah. mentally. 100%. You have that structure. It's like, that's what that's what people don't see. They don't see that fact that you probably needed that yeah. to, to feel like whole again. Because the structure, like we were talking about earlier, is yeah. so important to people. So important, dude. And I know that I'm the kind of person that I thrive under pressure. I thrive mm-hmm. with limited resources. I grew up with a single mom on food stamps, bro. We lived in fucking, you know, uh, government assisted living and shit for a little while. Like I thrive under that pressure. That's where some of my best work happens. That's where all my creativity creativity comes from mm. and shit. So I was like, you know what? Give me less time to work on Rootscare and watch Rootscare will get even bigger. <laughs> so I'm not worried. I, I literally don't care what anybody else would think about this. I know in my heart that this was the right decision for me and I had to do this. Uh, and I know it's going to pay off. Like, because I work at a marketing company too, like I yeah. learn so much every day about marketing it's, stuff. It's like, it's just crazy. It's like, it's like we think that people care. Yeah. But no one really cares. No one fucking cares. Like, no one fucking cares. No one cares. Like, like we, 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 we make decisions like, I'm not going to get this day job, even yeah. though it would help me. Or, I'm not going to do this, I'm not going to do that because live this entrepreneur lifestyle. But when you're at the end of the day, no one gives a fuck. No, what, no. What, what really matters is like what you're putting out there. Yeah. Or like, like your output. Bruce yeah. here is probably still put out some dope stuff, some yep. dope collaborations and everything yep. else. And guess what? You're a better fucking person because of it. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, we're so worried about the public perception. So worried about it. Man, you know? Because we live in this world of validation, man. It's so true. I actually right? started writing about this. So one of the, creative outlets that's come out of limited resources, limited time is I started writing a book um, mm-hmm. that it just sort of happened. It actually happened because uh, have you heard of Bobby hundreds, you know, Bobby hundreds, bro, Bobby of Camp. course I know yeah. Bobby. Hundreds, man. <laughs> so Bobby hundreds released a book um, and I was ordering it on Amazon and I started reading, you know how you can preview. Mm-hmm. So I started previewing the first few pages and before I got too far, it inspired me so much, like literally the first two or three pages. I was like, I don't want to read anymore. I'll still order it because I want to support my guy. Yeah, I might get to it at some point and read it. Uh, but I was like, I really am so inspired now. I was like, why the fuck don't I write my own book? Like, 
Damn. What's stopping me? In fact, you even feel like you could write a book. That's dope, man. Why not, dude? Why not? Why not? What is a fucking book? It's just some shit that's in your head that you put on paper and put it on Amazon self-published. Like, if I sell 100 copies, great. If I sell 10, who the fuck cares? I'm a published author. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's sick. And I want to, I'm the kind of guy that, you know, I, I've come to realize that I've come to realize a bigger picture in the South Asian, in the Brown community, in the Desi community, Indian community. You know, I started doing this a long time ago before all these other people have started doing it now. And so I've sort of become the model a lot of times for people to look up to. Like, really? it sounds very cocky, but like but no, when you, I was you, growing up, there wasn't a brand that I could be like, oh, they're doing it this way. I should do it this way. You know what I mean? There was like maybe four or five of us. We we're all kind of making it up as we went. Now, when a brand comes up, they're like, huh, Root is doing it this way. I could do it better. You know what I mean? It's or, like good for them. Or I could do it just like this or whatever, you know, like they have something to look to as a model. Mm. And so... I have all this knowledge in my head from running this business for so long, you know, how to set up an e-commerce store, how to fucking The fact that work. you've built something successful that generates profit. Yeah. Like, and people listening probably don't know, but like you're so big in the, like, is it this, it's the Sikh community, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't want to no, pigeonhole it. Just say Brown community. The Brown yeah, community. Yeah. yeah. The Brown like, like, dude, like you're like a monolith there, man. Like, I don't know anyone else bigger. Yeah. I don't know anyone else. I don't know either because we're all private brands. So yeah. nobody shares their financial information, but, but, but that's so smart. Yeah. Like, like it's like a, it's a niche, which, which yeah. most a lot of people need. Yeah. And, and you're like the dominant space, at least as far as I know on yeah. the East Coast, like, I don't know anyone else. Yeah. No, I, I can attest to that. Like I know maybe there's a couple other brands or influencers that kind of match up to our level, but all there's, there's almost a hundred other brands and they don't really, they don't really do the numbers we do. Not to say that they won't do those numbers one day. They probably will. But at this moment in time, you know, we're, we're kind of leading the market in that, in that space. And uh, so I was like, I have all this knowledge and I just want to share it. So if, if somebody that started a brand last year or if somebody that's going to start a brand wants to read my story and some of the defining moments about how I used to run this on the side, then I went full time and then I ran it on the side. The struggles of like, you know, dealing with mental health. Um, text marketing, shit like, like all the shit that we talk Dude, about. That, that's a great book and a great Put story. that all in a fucking book and there you go. That's, that's it. Yeah. And like you're, you're so young that you, you could write three more books after this. Oh yeah. You know, it's like, here's what I know up until this point, you know? And it evolves, you know, it's not like all this knowledge is not going to stay stagnant. Like I'm going to keep learning more new shit. I keep up with the industry. So like, I know like what's new. I know what's hot. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, I started doing that. That was pretty, pretty awesome. I just started doing that like last week, I think. Oh, well, how far are you in book are you? I've, right now I just have like 20 pages of notes. Like mm. I want to talk about this. I want to talk about this. There's a chapter on this. There's a chapter on this. Here's an anecdote that I want to share and write down that anecdote or here's a story. Like one of the anecdotes I'll tell you. Um, so I was talking to my intern um, and I've given her full fucking like control of our Instagram. I'm like, this wow. is your Instagram. Like delete your fucking personal Instagram. Treat this shit like your own. I need you to increase all the numbers. I need to see impressions go up. I need to see discovery go up, interactions go up, everything followers. So I'm talking to her and one of the things that comes up is, 
I was like, hey, watch this Gary V video real quick. Mm, so yes, I was like, this man. is your lesson for today. Watch this Gary V video. She wa- she's like, I already follow Gary V. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> I was like, watch this video. She watches the video. I was like, what'd you learn? She's like, Instagram activity is really important. I was like, okay, cool. Let me expand on this. So kind of learned it from Gary V, but realized that we were doing it all along. Just didn't know that it was a lesson. Mm. Um, being active on Instagram is just as important as posting on Instagram. Being active as in posting on stories or engaging with people? Engaging with people. So you're a photographer, right? So you post constantly. That's great. You put stories up constantly. That's great. Another element to your Instagram success and in turn your business's success is how active you are in and around the community that's going to benefit you. Meaning you have fashion bloggers, you have brands, you have models, you have businesses that you follow that could somehow be in your universe it's important for you to follow them. And when they post something, go be like, yo, that's dope. So like Gary Vee gave an example. Gary Vee gave an example. He's like, say you're a brick and mortar store. Uh, He was like, what you would do is you go to Instagram, you'd go to the location that you're in. Say you're in Washington, DC, like this neighborhood is called what? Petworth. Petworth. Say you're in Petworth, you would go to the Petworth specific location on Instagram. You would see who's posting what on this in this location. You see like, oh, okay, this dude is this this is exact word for word what he said. He's like, oh, this dude is lifting weights. You go on his post, you're like swole, right? And he was like, he was doing that legit for like 10, 12 hours a day. Because at some point, there 99% of the people will be like, okay, whatever. Somebody named fucking Bruce Allen wrote swole on my thing. Or somebody said, yo, that's dope. Or somebody left a fire mm-hmm. emoji or whatever. But maybe that one time somebody will be like, who the fuck is Bruce Allen? Because those average people, they don't have thousands and thousands of followers. They check everything. They have like fucking 200 followers, 300 followers. They get like four comments. And two of them are their friends. You know what I mean? So if they see Bruce Allen, they're like, who the fuck is Bruce Allen? They go to your page. They're like, hmm, interesting. This guy's a photographer. Oh, you know what? Um, I could use photography. My sister's wedding's coming up or some shit. Maybe I should give this guy a call. Dude, you're so right. And so, as you're saying that, I... I think about my activity on Instagram and that is the one thing I don't do enough of. I don't show enough love to people. Yeah. Like it's big. It's huge. I've used the location to generate business yeah. and generate accounts and stuff like that Yeah, because I figured, oh, why not just work with people around me? Right. Yeah. But I don't show enough love. Like how many times do you just scroll past something that you like, but you could just leave a little comment. Yeah. yeah. Maybe there's something about the algorithm that I don't get yeah. that helps you. That someone else sees that, then they see People you, then see they click that. it. And like, think about that. Their 200 followers that you don't have will see that comment too. They'll be like, yo, this is my friend's profile and the friend's picture from oh, fucking right. we never think the about donut that. shop. There's this comment from Bruce Allen. <laughs> who the fuck is Bruce Allen? Yeah, they, they must be friends. Click. Yeah, they, they must be click. friends. Let me see who he is. Exactly. So I have my intern going in and <clears> all the influencers that we follow so there's like big brown artists and stuff and youtubers and choreographers and whatever i'm like yo we follow all of them every time you go every time you see them on the feed leave comments because when they because here's what happens somebody that follows them see and also follows us sees us again that's another uh, opportunity to see my name root scare pop and up plus if that person even though it seems like they're 
Insta famous, yeah, they still might see that. Yeah, you know, 100%. it's not like they're not looking at their Instagram. They still might yeah. say, "Oh yeah," they read comments. They, they might not reply, but they might think like, "Oh yeah, Bruce here's been showing me love past ten posts." One hundred percent. And then when you finally hit them the DM, like, "Yo, can you come to our open house?" They, yeah. In their mind, they're like, "You know, they've been showing me a lot yeah. of love." Yeah, bro, I got you. Let's do 100%. it. One hundred percent. That's so crazy. So, You're so right. These are the kind of things that I'm putting in my book because I'm like, you know, they seem obvious and they seem like, oh, like is this a business school type lesson? But in this day and age, in the kind of businesses we run, these are the fucking, these are the courses. These it's are smart. the lessons. It's smart. Yeah. It's, 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 it's the how, game. This it's, it's, this the is hustle. the game we, we fucking have to, uh, work in now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, sure. There's traditional businesses still alive, you know, like, uh, the business that I work for does direct mail marketing, <laughs> raise money for nonprofits. That's the dumbest thing they could ever do. But their demographic is 40, 50 and above. My Guess what all then. those people do? Check their fucking mail yep. every fucking day, right after work. That's what they do. That's what people that are our parents come home from work, open the mailbox, they check their mail. We don't fucking check our mail. I check my mail three, maybe once every three, four weeks, right? But it works for them. And guess what? You mail those people enough times, eventually you get a donation. You comment on that post enough times, eventually you get a reply or you get that follow back or you just yeah. get that awareness. Yeah, you know, awareness. Oh, it's, it's like awareness by association or something like that. Exactly. That's why it's, it's, it's the visibility. Visibility is big. That's man. so important. Yeah. Like it's, that's so funny because it's something I've always known, but you just kind of blew my mind. With that you don't know. Exactly. I'm like, I've always known this too, but I realized there was a decline in my Instagram, everything, because when shit hit the fan for me, I completely just stopped working on Root Scare's Instagram. I just. You forget how important those little things I are. I stopped building that business altogether because at some point I was like, I was building this for her, for us. Like I wanted to. I wanted us to have a big, bright, happy future, you know, mm. like, let me build you an empire. What's the most romantic grand gesture you can do for somebody you love, right? Maybe I built this for you, us. You fucking build them the Taj Mahal. You're like, here you go. This is for you. That's what the story is. Basically, the story is this Mughal king built the Taj Mahal for his wife and she eventually well, died. But well, you know how the story ends, right? What? They both got buried there, basically. Nah, but, it gets worse. What? I'm pretty sure it was ruler Akbar. His son... Yeah. Overthrew him. Yeah. Locked yeah. him in the bottom of the Taj Mahal with the yeah, window yeah, so he could yeah. see it. Then he then he eventually blocked the window yeah. out. Aurangzeb uh imprisoned his father, Shah Jahan. Shah yeah. Jahan was the guy that built Taj Mahal. Okay, yeah, I yeah, got it wrong. But, you, but you got it. You yeah, got it. That's I got the good. premise. I got the premise. Pretty good for a white guy. <laughs> <laughs> I took an Asian history class in college. Oh, okay, there you go. Legit the best teacher I ever had in my life. Awesome. He made me like history. He was so good. Yeah. That's yeah. dope. And that's, I, I think of that story every time I hear the Taj Mahal, I'm like, yeah. do people really know the sad ending of all this? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty sad. Um, but yeah, so I kind of gave up on Rootscare's Instagram too. I was just on my personal. I'd be, my creative, my creative sort of brain needed other creative outlets to channel the pain. Mm. Like for me especially, all my creativity comes from processing pain and suffering. So like if I write, it's because, you know, I'm trying to process all this pain somehow. And so I started like, like I started Tan Man Eats. I don't know if you've seen it. It's uh, a food blog. Yeah. It's basically food reviewing. <laughs> so right. it started randomly. One time I was in New York. Um, 
and um, we were at the Chelsea market and I was with a couple of friends and I don't even know how it started. I was just trying to be funny around my friends. So we got these hot dogs and I put my phone <laughs> down and I hit record and I started eating these hot dogs. I'm like, welcome everybody to another episode of 10. It's like my first time ever doing it. So I was like, it's like, it's kind of ironic. It's like, like it's super like campy. A parody. Yeah, yeah, it's just funny. I was like, welcome everybody to another episode like, of 10 men eat. Like the overblown YouTuber. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was doing it as sort of like as jokes to me, you know, yeah. like whatever. But people loved it. People people started giving such great responses to so it. So now whenever you are like, yo, what's up? Welcome to another yeah. thing. It's eats. We're eating now shawarma, I do. dog. <laughs> Fuck shawarma. Now I do all sorts of stupid shit. Like, That's hilarious. I taught them how to eat wings. I was like, you fucking dummies. Stop <laughs> ordering drumsticks. Only order flats. And then I showed them. I was like, you take the flat. You split the two bones in half. Take what I put in your mouth, take the other one, and boom, like that. Yeah, that, that is true. That's, yeah, you just pull it right <laughs> off. That's yeah. a good wing. It's a big fact. So I do stupid shit like that. So my sort of activity on the Roots Gear account was like, I was like, it was dead. And that's why then I got a new intern. Uh, she just started for the summer. Hopefully she'll stay on for the rest of the year too. Uh, but now she's kind of taken the reins and she's posting constantly and you know, commenting that's constantly. cool that she's like taking that duty i mean a yeah, lot of interns very just, passionate. Mm, like that's that's it was crazy she's actually a customer like she had so she had like so many orders with us and then she started showing up to our events in new york because she's from new york Whoa. uh and then um one day i had posted i was like congratulations to our previous intern from graduate for graduating from college uh our previous intern sean graduated from temple and I was like, yo, congrats to this guy. And she hit me in the DMs. She was like, you guys have interns? And I was like, yeah. I was like, do you want to be one? She was like, oh, my God, I would love that. And I was like, all right. <laughs> Enough said. That's dope. <laughs> I was like, I already know you're passionate about the brand because you've shopped with us so many times. You showed up to our events. You're very, like, you love what we do. You believe in what you we do. You couldn't pick a better person yeah, than awesome. someone who already cares. That's awesome, man. All the stars have sort of started aligning. and It seems like you're in a good place now, man. It seems, it seems I mean, yeah. I'm sure... No one's perfect, but it seems at least now you're in a good, stable place. Like, like yeah. you've, you've you had fought six to eight months ago. I was a wreck, bro. And you know what? Maybe that's why I didn't even think of you because yeah. you weren't in my feed and in, in, yeah. in as active. Yeah, you know, and and that's just how the the stars align. That's how it works. Like man. I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, dude, I want to say you were you were one of the first people to to believe in me as a photographer. Like two two years ago, it, you were like, "Yo, I want to work with you." And I was like, "Oh shit!" I this, saw the work you had been doing. I was like, "This is one of the first brands that like wants to work with me." This, this was super dope, and we did that shoot in Georgetown. Yeah, we did that. Shoot you know, now looking back, I'm like, "Oh my god, what the fuck was going on?" <laughs> but like, but like that was tight. It was still yeah. we still got some good stuff. But yeah, like, but like you were one of the first few people that were like, "Yo, like let's do it. Like let's yeah. work. Like let's do some stuff." Like that was so sick. I truly and I wasn't Indian. That's that's at the core of what I do. Everything at, at the core of what I do. I truly. And it sounds cocky. It sounds braggy. It sounds like a humble brag, whatever the fuck. I don't give a fuck. At the core of everything I do, I truly care about one, preserving culture, preserving art and culture. Mm. Like I truly believe that if you're a creative, like you are, it's your job. And, and you're a creative in the sense that you don't necessarily have a community that you represent or stand behind. Maybe you do. Maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm being ignorant. No, I don't. But for creatives, say, for example, somebody like me in the brown community, for us, I truly believe that as creatives, we have the responsibility to carry culture from one generation to the other. 
So like kids that are growing up now, they will recognize <laughs> culture as a fact based on what they see creatives now doing. They're okay. not going to go back and be like, I wonder what originally the culture was and I want to learn how it was in the 50s. People only see things for what they are. What they are. Exactly. What's in their face. Yeah, what, right? what, what, what is it now? So if somebody sings a song a certain way, they're like, well, this is, this is how Indian songs sound. If somebody sees somebody dance a certain way, they're like, this is, this is the dance of my people. Yeah. You know, they're not going back to check. Not everyone, at least. There's some people that like believe in like mm -hmm. being traditionalist or whatever. But what they see is what they believe. And so it's up to the creatives. It's up to the artists, the, the singers, the musicians, the, the dancers, the choreographers, the photographers, the videographers. It's up to all those people to uphold culture and carry it. Because forward. they create the culture. Because they create it. You exactly. know, anyone who produces anything, the creatives, the clothes makers, the photographers, we create that culture yeah. that, that brings upon the next culture. We mm -hmm. are that culture. Exactly. And so those are the two things I believe in. I believe in one, truly caring for and carrying culture forward and two, um, helping and sort of uh, sharing whatever knowledge I gain mm. and, and sort of working with other people and making sure they succeed. I truly believe that, you know, if I win, we all win. Like I grew up in an environment that was very cutthroat where, you know, I wish people around me had given me more opportunities or I wish somebody had taught me how to get rich quick or I wish somebody had, you know. I mean, that's a great mentality to have that a lot of people don't want to share the sauce. A lot of people don't want to yeah, lend I, out a hand or go the extra mile for people. Dude, I went to school with this guy. Um, his, his like dad had this huge, uh, like he was a partner at this huge hedge fund or whatever, like finance company had like, you know, Redskins players as their clients and shit. And like he got out of school, went to college, right out of college. He fucking, you know, did the same thing. Started working super, super successful. But like, and I had another buddy of mine that was kind of similar situation, but like, you know, he, uh, uh, this buddy of mine, basically he figured out that if he went to Texas, moved there for a few years, he bought this huge thing of land and started developing it and basically started selling plots like, oh. you know, real estate development. Jesus. Like, and like, if you talk to any of these guys that were a little bit older than me <clears throat> that were doing these things that were like successful, you would never get anything out of them. Like, Hey man, let me help you. Let me show you how I did this. Let me tell you how exactly I'm making money right now so that you could be successful too. And that shit, I think subconsciously <laughs> hurt me. I don't think it hurt in the moment, but subconsciously I was like, yo, I don't want to be that way. If I know something that can help you, I'm going to just fucking tell you, bro. It's because people view it as competition or they view it as you could mess my business up. But in reality, sharing information, I think, is always a good thing. Now, there's some things you probably shouldn't share. But like, yeah, but, but like for the most part, the lessons you've learned or the knowledge you have, like yeah. help someone else. That person, sure, they could end up being your competitor. Yeah. But they would probably be more grateful and willing to help you out. Exactly. In the future than they would ever be like try and take your business. I feel like they'll also be less likely to try and fuck you over because mm -hmm. they're like, yo, this guy actually was, it's a nice guy and he's like helped me out and I've learned so much from him. You like know like I mean? Gary Vee, we've all learned so much from this, yeah, from exactly. this guy. If, if I ever got to a point where like I could even get close to fucking him over, I would never do it. Yeah. I'm like, he's providing me so much value. So in, much in, value, yeah. Like, I, it's, it's a no-brainer. Exactly. 
those two things are sort of like at the core of everything I do kind of like revolves around those two things. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, I truly believe in, uh, entrepreneurial spirit. Like I see young people all the time that like are trying to build businesses and they're like, yo, like, can you help me out? I'm like, fine, like whatever. But now I'm kind of starting to value my time too. <sighs> I feel like as entrepreneurs, we also make this one mistake where we don't value ourselves and value our time. Uh, we kind of, we undervalue, we under, undersell ourselves. Because, All the time. Yeah. Because you want the business or you want yeah. that thing or whatever it is. Or whatever it is. Or we never think anything we create is good enough. You know, like we're constantly struggling with that. We're like, oh shit, I can't believe people are buying this shit. Like it's trash. <laughs> I mean, but what, but, you, what you do is such, it's so interesting because like you, you put products out into the world and people buy them. Like that's got to be such a good feeling when it's like that, that little yeah. bit of validation probably feels really good. You know, yeah. it's like, it's like, damn, it's like people actually bought this. Like, wow, this is good. Like yeah. what I am doing provides value to people. Sometimes other times I'm just yeah. like, I can't believe people have such bad taste. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How dare you not buy this what, shit? You're buying this shit. What the fuck? <laughs> I would not wear this <laughs> because for me, I don't think I'll ever create my best work. Like, I don't think that's ever going to happen. Mm. And that's a good and a bad thing. As long as, as long as, it's a good thing because you're constantly working to improve your craft. You're constantly perfecting your craft. You're constantly building more, creating more, whatever. It's bad in the sense that sometimes if it gets too much, you know, it could affect your self-esteem. It could affect your mental health, whatever. So you have to kind of balance it. Like, okay, sometimes you, I have to, sometimes I stop. I run reports and I'm like, I look at the numbers. I'm like, fuck yeah, I did that. You're like, I made whoa. six figures that year. I'm fucking killing it. I'm halfway there this year already. And it's only April. Like, you know, like sometimes I have to do that. Get an ass fucking feeling. Because, sometimes you need that juice Because up. nobody else is going to do that for you, bro. Exactly. Like when you're in this shit alone, who's going to do that shit for you? Who's going to call you and be like, yo, Bruce, you fucking killed it. Mm -hmm. Which is something I feel like some people, that people should do for their friends. They should, yeah. Admire their friends and be like, yo, tell me, bro. I've noticed you. You've been fucking crushing it. Yeah. And expect nothing. Just be like, yo, yeah. you've been killing it. I just want to let you know. Especially with your entrepreneurial friends and your creative friends because they don't have that. Everybody else has a boss at work that they either hate or they love. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> you know? it's, it's always in the middle. <laughs> There's no middle ground. You either love your boss or you hate them. And your boss is, that's their, that's their job, right? Your coworkers and your boss will be like, hey, you're doing a good job. Keep it up. Or here's a raise every year. Keep it up. Dude, you like, know what feels good is when you get those DMs or those emails yeah. and someone appreciates what you do. Yeah. Like, I don't know how you experience it, but I've only ever gotten them, I guess, from my podcast. A few from, a few yeah. from my photography, from my podcast with some DMs. Yeah. I was like, bro, the conversation you had with X or so-and-so, not, not X, 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 10 talk show, <laughs> but like the, the conversation I had with so-and-so, yeah. it changed my life. Like, thank you so much yeah. for putting this out. I'm like, damn. That's awesome. Like, yeah. that feels so good. So like, good, like in in I never take for granted those little moments. Like it's like, oh, that, yeah. that, those that, are the moments that felt more. good. But I feel like people should do that more with yeah. anyone you respect. Like, oh, it just means so much to people. It, it literally does, man. You know, when you're it, sitting there in that phone. It funk, recharges you so much. It does. It does. It's so it's such a beautiful feeling. But so we're always I also, do appreciate it. Like yesterday I got a lot of DMs like that because I had put, I don't think you follow my personal. So when you follow my personal. You I actually don't. I will after this. Um. So. Uh, I posted this hilarious fucking story. Like it was 
kind of long, but it was so fucking funny. It was like some of my best funny work. Like I, I love doing comedy too, mm-hmm. you know this. And so I got a lot of love. People were like, yo, this is fucking hilarious. Can you keep doing shit like this? <laughs> What'd you do? Uh, it was basically, I discovered this a long time ago. Sorry, spoiler alert. No. <laughs> but I discovered a while ago that uh, my name Tanmit, um, some fucking brand that creates colored pencils, gel pens, and markers named their brand my name, letter for letter, T-A-N-M-I-T, T-A-N-M-I, literally, and I can attest to this because for as long as I've been alive, I used to Google myself almost like, you know, once every few months, you'd be like, "Mm, T-A-N-M-I-T, and you just, you want to see what's out there, right? Yeah. Like, for as long as I can remember up until this brand came about, I was the only result because my name is so unique, even within the Indian community, that nobody else has my name. Like oh. nobody else has wow. my name. It's a very uncommon, unique name. It means literally like almost nothing. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, but it was so unique that anytime you Googled me, you would get my Facebook, my Instagram, Damn. my YouTube, whatever, shit like that. And then out of nowhere one day, this fucking brand, stationary fucking brand comes up out of nowhere. And I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> So I knew this already that it existed, but like two days ago, uh, some random chick in some random part of the world who's a Spanish speaking country, I guess she, what she does is she, um, she writes proverbs from the Bible and like, you know, all pretty and colors them okay. and posts them up. Like that's her Instagram, oh, okay. right? Yeah, yeah, So yeah, she yeah. did that. She's using the Thunmit markers <laughs> And she fucking tags at Thunmit. Like it says markers by at Thunmit. And it gets tagged to me. Not them. (laughs) And so I'm looking at this shit. I'm like, what? And so I made a very funny story about that sort of like what was like to discover that. And I just made a bunch of shit out of it. So it was pretty funny. But yeah. (laughs) But you know why you made that story? Yeah. It's because you're in a great mental space. 100%. You made that story because you're fucking feeling yeah, good i feel good man you I know do. what i'm saying god bless like honestly you made that so story blessed. because you could project your happiness or whatever it is onto people that, that, mm-hmm. that's fucking hilarious that you even yeah. did that dude yeah it was so good Diamond i forgot to tell you um and this was crazy that it happened around the same time I had just finished telling my intern about this instagram activity thing about how you have to go and like and comment and whatever mm-hmm. whatever whatever and um we got the uh, and my friend one of my friends from new york uh one of my friends from new york sent me a screenshot of a dm she got from one of her friends her friend sent her a message saying basically it said something along the lines there was this story that uh do you know aj plus like the news blog or whatever no idea. They're like a liberal uh, <coughs> news media outlet or basically. Mm-hmm. So they had posted a video about somebody giving a te- congressional testimony on reparations from slavery, basically. Right. Oh, yeah. That's a big thing these days. Big, huge thing. So I was on the Rootscare account and I just hit like on that because I watched the video and I liked the content. This guy saw that Rootscare likes this video. Like it showed up on his feed. Yeah, because it shows you your familiarities or something. It shows likes. you who who you who you might l- oh, wait, like. Hold up, hold up, hold what? up. What happened? 
Battery dies? Oh, from your camera? How long has it been? Uh, I want to say an hour. Yeah. Good? Yeah. So as you were saying about the... Uh... So anyway, so... Um, you good? <laughs> so I had just... I had just finished telling my intern, uh, giving her this lesson about like, I was like, yo, you need to be active on Instagram. Like go in and comment on things and like <coughs> things or whatever that people in our community would find it also interesting. And then they'll see that... Yeah. <laughs> You're just distracting the fuck out of me, man. I had to get you in the frame. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> That's all right. But you tell me about this like <laughs> epic. What the fuck? So anyway, so I just finished giving her this lesson about Instagram activity or whatever. And then like two days later, literally, one of my friends in New York sends me this screenshot of a DM she got from her friend. So her friend, uh, there was this video that AJ Plus posted of this guy giving a congressional testimony about uh, reparations from slavery and stuff like that. And I watched that video from the Root Scare account and I liked the content, so I hit like on it. And he must have been scrolling on his feed, also follows the same news media outlet, saw that and saw it says Root Scare likes this video. Like, because it tells you usually, <laughs> yeah, like a few people that, your that you're familiar or... with that, that like this video because it's trying to get you to like it too. Right. Sure. It's like, hey, your friends are doing it. You might as well do it too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You want to smoke it? <laughs> <laughs> so he sent a DM to my friend. I guess he knows. I don't know if he knows that she knows me or not. I don't know, but, uh, he sends her a DM saying, yo, this is so cool. Root scare likes this video. My respect for them just went up like a thousand percent. Like we need to support more brands like this that are, you know, like conscious about social political issues and stuff Damn. like that. And it blew my fucking mind. Cause it was so coincidental that I was like, yo, this happened the same week that I just told her about this exact wow. lesson. Um, Ironic as fuck. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. So just kind of like proof of concept, like that shit fucking works. After that, she's like, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> it works, man. You can't argue that shit. Like it definitely fucking works. That's so true. That's another one of the chapters in my book. <laughs> what are you going to name the book? I have no clue. You have man. no idea? I have no fucking clue right now, bro. But uh, another book. <laughs> yeah. Another book. Yet another book. Yet another book. <laughs> Um, last year, you don't know this cause you don't follow my personal Instagram, oh. but last year after everything happened, I released a book of poems too. And I oh, called shit. it, uh, that was titled, I wouldn't call them poems. Uh, sold a hundred copies. Damn. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, I didn't know you wrote poetry. It's sick. I wouldn't call them poems. <laughs> oh, it was just like sayings or something? They're, they were poems. They're really good poems. I've always been into poetry. Mm. Uh, I took some poetry classes when I was in high school, when I was in college. Um, I haven't written poetry in a very, like almost seven years. 
Jeez. this just sort of poured out of me. It was cathartic. Like it just came out and yeah. I, I couldn't stop it. I couldn't stop myself from writing them. I couldn't stop myself from publishing them. They probably hurt my relationship with my ex in the, in hindsight, but like there was literally like, I, I don't think I could have stopped myself. Damn. It's like something you just had to get out there and I express had, and to just. I had to get it out. Like it was just, I didn't know how I felt or what I was feeling about everything Till it came out onto the paper. Dude, it's so interesting how like pain is such a fuel for like artistry or how yeah. it's a fuel for just like life and dealing with things. That's the beauty of art, man. That's why I love art so much is because like we create it so that the people that cannot can relate to us and heal on their own as well. Mm. Like I had so many people that read the book were like, yo, bro, like you know, I, I've been going through some shit too. And your book and your poems like really hit home for me. Like, you know, I feel comfortable reading about, dep just reading about depression and breakup makes me feel like I've talked about it or whatever, you know, because like now there's a conversation. When you say that thing that's like in their mind, exactly, it feels right? good. You know, when yeah. you hear that one rapper say it, that line in their song yeah. that validates how you feel, you're like, oh, I like this guy. Just, yeah. That felt good and it's endearing, yeah. you know, so people probably love the fuck out of you. <laughs> you know, that's so cool. Yeah. That was a conversation I was having with my friend. Uh, her brand is called Half and Half, Hafsa. She created some art. Uh, oh, you were asking me about this, about Sudan. So there was oh, like yeah. this. The blue Instagram icon the blue you Instagram mentioned. Icon. Yeah. I get it. So there, the blue color is basically dedicated to this one guy that was a regular Sudanese guy. He lived in England, I believe. And he went to Sudan while there was like this huge, massive civil war happening. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of unrest, like the government cut off internet for like 18 days or some shit. There was like a media blackout and wow. there's a lot of killings and rape and all this terrible shit happening. And so like social media got together as they do and was like, we got to raise awareness about this and we got to get the word out, whatever. So it was about... So the awareness is about Sudan? I'm a yeah. little confused. The, yeah, the awareness is about <laughs> technically Sudan, but related to the kid as well, related okay. to the guy okay. as well. Yeah, and sort of like as a commemoration to him because he lost his life in Sudan. Like he went there and fucking died. Damn. Um, so anyway, um, so then my friend, she created this piece of artwork um, that basically went viral, like... I'm talking like Bella Hadid shared it. SZA shared it. Whoa. SZA followed her back. Bruh. What? <laughs> Screenshot that yeah. shit. All these like all the women's march, like all these major wow. big Instagram accounts were sharing her work. Like her artwork went viral. That's insane. Um, and we started talking about this. We started having a conversation about, I was like, why'd you create, like what motivated you? What inspired you to create this art? She was like, She's like legit, like I just felt unheard. Like at the bottom of her artwork, oh fuck, she's going to hate me for not remembering. But it said something along the lines of why are my cries not being heard as much or something along those lines. Mm. Like, you know, like if uh, there was like this general social media outrage about why was there so much outcry when... um Notre Dame was burned down and now the world is quiet and people are dying and, you know, there's all these 
terrible things happening to Muslim people. And so they were kind of, that's what she was feeling. It's like, if something <coughs> happens to a minority community, everybody's like, eh, whatever. But mm. you know, if it happens to France or if it happens to Notre Dame, yeah. it's like, I mean, it's, it's a like, bigger deal. It's yeah, a bigger it's mainstream. deal. It's, it, it yeah. takes over everything else. Right. And so anyway, uh, she, I was like, you know, you know, like she was like, that's genuinely what I was feeling. And I was like, that's pretty cool. And then we got to talking about, I was like, you know what I've noticed? I was like, there's artists out there that anytime there's any tragedy, anytime there's any celebrity death, anytime there's <laughs> anything, boom, fucking like right away, we'll whip up artwork and post it up online in the hopes of going viral. And, you right? know, I'm not sure if that's exploitive or if that's just genius marketing or genius promotion. I think it rides the line of both. There's three things. Let's break it out to three different options. Is it exploitative, exploiting somebody? Is it exploiting the situation? Well, yeah. If, you, if you're using a situation for your own gain, then yes. If you don't give a shit about the cause and you're just like, I want to make some fucking money, I want to go viral, whatever, I'm going to draw this up. Is it ex exploiting? Is it genius marketing? Like, you're just like, I do believe in this cause, but well, the thing I is, also like, have a business to like run. It's Okay, what's the third one? What's the third one? The third one is, is it... Is it that you as an artist, remember I said this earlier, you as an artist have a responsibility. You can convey that pain, that suffering, that consideration mm. in a way that nobody else can. People, average people that are not artistic, that are not creative, are feeling the same kind of emotions you are. You can put it to paper. You can draw it, you can sing it, you can dance it, you can make a video about it, you can photograph it, you can creatively present it to the world. So is it that it's you're doing your job as society's artist? As the propeller of culture. As a propeller of culture, as a way for people to heal, as a way for people mm -hmm. to process pain. And, and when half and half did it it got a great response because yeah, people did. identified yeah. with how she identified with it. Exactly. And it may, maybe made them feel better or made them see it in a certain light or made the expression different. Yeah. And I think. And that's where artists have this it, like it's, it's decision hard to, it's, to it's, make. It's hard to tell someone's reasons, but like yeah. I know for a fact that as an artist, like if you draw Star Wars anything, yeah. you're probably going to sell. Yeah. If you draw your original <laughs> monsters or whatever the hell you're doing, probably won't sell. Yeah. So it's like, there's always this line as an artist of, what do I do versus what the market wants and what I know is going to sell versus like my, my personal stuff. Yeah. And so right now, if you're doing anything towards Sudan or Sudan, whatever, I don't know. Yeah. Um, Sudan. Sudan. Uh, it's smart and it's also relevant, you know? And so it's, but is I, it exploitive? And that's like a personal thing <laughs> that it's hard for anyone outside of yourself to know. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's, it's a little bit of both, but yeah. it's, it's at, at the other end, it's smart to do because if, if do, you're yeah. trying to live and make that money, wouldn't hurt to jump on a couple bandwagons and to yeah. I don't, do something about Sudan. Probably, it's probably yeah. a lot better if it means yeah. something to you. That's why I think like sometimes it's important for, and I'll give you our perspective as a brand. Mm. We almost remain secular or remain non-political almost all the time. Mm. Like you'll never see root scare post about Sudan. You'll never see Rootscare post about America. You'll never see you know, Rootscare post about Iran or, or India or anything because that makes us 
exclusive. Like, oh, these guys, they're a liberal brand. Or these guys. Yeah, they, it, it could shut you off to a certain market. Yeah. So my brand's my brand. My brand, I sell clothes that, that are, you know, like have a certain aesthetic that are part of a certain culture, right? And like my brand doesn't need to always have political views. Mm -hmm. I can have political views. You can follow my personal account and I'll tell you what I feel about the situation, but my brand doesn't always need to. But so, that's the problem though, is yeah. people don't separate that. They don't. People yeah. don't separate the person who owns the brand yeah. from what the brand represents. Yeah. Like look at the Dolce & Gabbana thing in China. Yeah. People just say Dolce & Gabbana is racist. Yeah. I don't know if you knew what happened there. Do you know? No, tell me. Basically, Dolce Gabbana was going to have a huge fashion show in China to appeal to the Chinese market. It's a huge economy. Yeah, they wanted obviously. to break into really. Yeah. They were going to have this enormous fashion show that was going to essentially catapult them into the market. Right? Okay. Tons of money spent, tons of investing, tons of yeah. runway shows getting ready. Like the day of the the one of the like the day of that runway show. That's what it was all leading up to. Yeah. All these ads, all this promotion, everything. The literally like. Andre Gabon or whatever his name is. Yeah. He gets outed via DM of like talking shit about Asian Chinese people. Oh. Like calling them dog eaters, calling them smelly and all this shit. Oh, fuck. Right? And yeah. so and so literally that fashion show that day within 12 hours, everyone walked out. It became the thing to do. Everyone walked out. No wow. one supported it. The Chinese government was like, fuck you guys. Yeah. It was a huge thing wow but no one separated it people were just like fuck dolce and cabana yeah you know and so yeah it became a thing where it's like he rep his views represented the company's views even though there's yeah he's one guy and there's probably thousands of other people who work yeah. every day to make that company make its that, company yeah 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 no one cares no one cared yeah and so now That's literally awful. now literally i don't know if you follow like diet prada or anything you follow them no you should they're, oh yeah, yeah, I do, I do, I do. Yeah, they, like yeah. if anyone, if anyone wears Dolce and Cabana, like this yeah. last, the reason it happened. If, if anyone, if any celebrities wearing Dolce and Cabana to the award show, they're like, oh, do you agree with their policies? Yeah, and it's just wow. like, no, <laughs> they just like the brand. They don't agree with this guy's yeah, views, yeah, yeah, but yeah. people always envelope and roll it up into the same basket. Yeah, which is so sad. But the other thing is also like all of this shit is so short lived. Like because you've we, already forgotten. You forgot. Sudan's like. Oh, that happened two weeks ago. Nobody cares. People are fucking probably still lying dead in the streets. That's why I don't always participate in this sort of social media outrage because I'm like, yeah. it's so short lived. Like you care about something, really care about something. Like you don't really just forget about it every two. There's some shit happening every two days. Like there's some new shit happening no all one's talking the about the cathedral time. burning anymore exactly i haven't heard a thing about exactly it. it's not like that shit is rebuilt yeah. that shit's still in you know torn down it's burned down it's in ashes but like nobody's like oh wow i still i miss notre dame like you know what i mean it's forgotten because social we live in this world now with social media and news and media in general everything gets consumed chewed up and spit out so fast you've already forgotten and that and that's why like as a content maker as a content provider as someone who does anything and yeah. provides content value to the ecosystem it's like if you're not doing it yeah. every day every week every two weeks you're just gone yeah you will forget yeah. they're just they're, like, do you remember it was, what last year two years ago now h&m put out a black oh, kid yeah. in a hoodie that said something cool as a monkey or coolest whatever monkey in the jungle or something like that something cool as monkey in the jungle do you think black people have are still protesting h&m fuck no 
Hell no. They're out there shopping H&M, man. Or, or the Gucci blackface. Or the Gucci black. Do you think, do you think anybody has stopped wearing Gucci? Fuck no. People forget. So I fast. was in Shaw the other day. I saw so many black people wearing Gucci. <laughs> so many black people it wearing Gucci like, it, shoes. It was, Gucci like, it was like a thing for two weeks to be like, why are you wearing Gucci? Yeah. Don't you know? But then, it, but then like two weeks later after that, it's like, Mm, Remember the Kanye thing? People were like, we're going to burn our Yeezys because he's a fucking Trump supporter. Oh, yeah. Didn't someone else do All like, this shit is so short-lived. There was another like, company where people were like, were publicly burning their New clothes. Balance. Was it the New Balances? New Balance is a big Trump supporter because... Are they? No yeah. way. Yeah. Dude, every like person in D.C. rocks New Balance. Well, because they are one of the few companies that keeps a lot of production domestically. Well, that's good. And so because he was such a big proponent of domestic manufacturing, they were, they were supportive. Damn. We we can't really blame him there. It's a good business decision. It is what it is. But damn, that's crazy. But yeah. (laughs) But dude, I feel like we're kind of getting to a natural end here. Yeah, we are. Yeah. This is a good stopping point. We've talked about so much shit. 100%. It's been a great, great talk. Actually, this is one of my, better podcast hey well what do you know <laughs> you, you you didn't get it all ripped off edibles so you know <laughs> doing good on that part yeah no it's been good man well I'm awesome glad, man well, i got to come out and talk to you dude i'm glad you good. i'm i'm super stoked you could too man yeah. it was great to catch up with you it was really good you know yeah. now i need you to follow me on my personal instagram account so you can see Damn. tan man eats tan man eats and my book that's coming out soon Damn. And I might turn it into a college course. Well, go ahead and plug it up. <laughs> where, where, where should they follow you? Uh, you follow my personal at Thunmit, T-A-N-T-A-N-M-I-T. I'm going to I'm gonna have Bruce put it right here in sparkly glitter. <laughs> T-A-N-M-I-T. Okay. Uh, that's my personal. That's where I do like a lot of creative shit that's outside of the Roots Gear realm. Mm-hmm. And if you don't follow Roots Gear, follow Roots Gear at Roots Gear Official on Instagram. Word. That's it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Go give those things a follow. Hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. Oh, I love this conversation. I don't care if nobody listens to this podcast. I loved this conversation. So. That's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry. People will actually listen. Yeah. No, no. They that's will. That's doing pretty good these days. Oh, shit. We're doing pretty good. Yeah. But anyways, guys. Yeah. That's it. That's the angle live from my bedroom. <laughs> Peace out. Peace out. <laughs> good shit, oh, dude. Shit.